Like I'm in the room with the coolest fucking martini drinking, like yes. uh, poker chip <laughs> yes. dropping motherfuckers in the room. Yeah, I get it. Okay, cool. Okay, motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs> It's one fucking hour time. Of course, it's the show where we normally talk about one movie for one fucking hour, but this time we're doing something a little different. I am Evan Husney, and we got in the house, as always, Big T, Tom Fitzgerald. What's going on, Tom? Hey, man, I'm feeling guilty, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> do it. As, I plead guilty. <laughs> guilty as charged, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to my right, uh, of course, welcome back to the show after a brief uh, week hiatus. Uh, welcome thanks back for, for a very special yeah, thanks episode. for pulling me out of detention you guys i, I appreciate that <laughs> i know i had to sit the last one out but um thank you for taking my apology and letting me come back so i appreciate that <laughs> we came to terms with mr marcus herring uh how's it going marcus welcome back doing good you know i think tonight's gonna be uh one fucking humiliation after another that's what we could you know i hope so. this episode. let's hope so <laughs> that's I mean, what I i'm hoping for i can't wait best case scenario right <laughs> So what are we talking about? Well, we are talking about what we're doing uh, for this week's episode, which is one fucking hour on our guilty pleasure movies. So <laughs> this is going to be fun. It's kind of in the spirit of uh, several weeks back for our episode 50, we did uh, one fucking hour on movies we hate, where we just kind of went around the table, picked one film, and just kind of went to town on why we fucking hated that movie. It's a great episode. I highly recommend it. But this time we're doing something a little different in the same vein where we're talking about the movies that we're embarrassed of, the movies that are guilty pleasures, and uh, so on and so forth. But let's, let's I think, before we get into this, guys, if, if you can humor me, mm-hmm. I think we should, because when we came up with this idea to do for the show, there was a little you know disagreement or of terms <laughs> or parameters yeah. So maybe we should sure. de- define them before the clock gets turned on because I think that's important for the listener. So I just have a quick little thing I'll say about how I define a guilty pleasure, um, and then you guys jump in. Feel free. Do, um, do we have a dictionary definition? Oh yes, I should look that up. Yes, of course I do. Okay, yeah, good call. So according to the Oxford Dictionary here, mm-hmm. a guilty pleasure is something <laughs> such as a movie. As a movie, that's the first, uh, the first oh, uh, okay. uh, example. Such as a movie, television program, or piece of music that one enjoys despite feeling that it is not generally held in high regard. And that's a pretty good, concise, <laughs> right. bullseye. easy bullseye <laughs> understanding of that. Um, but for me to get even more granular, it's that, you know, to me, a guilty pleasure should be something relatively mainstream, right? Like uh, something that's overexposed right. it's it's hard to have a guilty pleasure of something really deep cut i feel like um but i think the main visual here is that it 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 it, it really gives you comfort it's like it's like comfort food it's like snuggling yeah. up with a bag yeah. of you know mint milanos and you're just you know going to Ooh. town and <laughs> hey see it already started <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly and um uh, but also with the, key the pizza ingredient. bagels. Oof! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, really? Totinos. Um, Next right, one is f- is guilty food. That's <laughs> well, it's like I could enjoy it, but I just wouldn't want anyone else to see me. 
well, watching it, well, right? There you go. That's the key ingredient. We're on if the someone, road to nowhere here. These are the movies that you do not want someone if, if or if someone walked in the room while you were watching right. you would feel embarrassed and possibly walk up and change the channel and be like i don't know how what I was doing. quickly would you race to the stop button you know and, and, you know or the or the, the space bar the clicker like, how quickly would you race to just mute the volume so that they walk in and you're just watching a blue screen that says stop. Oh, on it. Yeah, I'm watching my I'm watching my screen say Goddamn yeah. TVs something's Not, wrong with the nothing. TV. Yeah. 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 Hopefully um, we all cross that line with our picks. But uh, cuz that seemed to be the what we were discussing was the yeah. the measure. Yes, of course, but also deep down there is something about it despite all that, right? You know, with the Bolanos and the you know, being embarrassed, it feels right to you. Deep yeah, okay. down in an honest yeah. way. When you yeah. look in, you can look at yourself and say, you know, yeah, deep down it feels right to me, but I might not want everyone to know that. So if that's kind of how I wrong, feel. I don't want to be right. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, there's a little knowingness of shame. You know, there is a little awareness of a little bit of shame, I think, is involved right. in this. Sure. But, you know, where yeah. you're sort of um, upending expectations of what you're, you know, supposed to like you know um yeah, yeah so anyway yeah yeah and we also said no there's no like uh not trying to we we excluded movies where you're trying to be cool and pick something right, right. or something where uh you know like 40 years ago someone might say like oh i like plan nine from outer space my you know it's my guilty pleasure right. or something and that's like you know liking no. bad movies because they're bad or whatever you know that's not that doesn't count that's that doesn't right. count for this right right so, right right you, yeah. you can't like it's not it's not like a like a cult like to me i don't think there should be really a cult around any of these movies <laughs> oh, there's no God. fan there's no fandom there's no like you know um underground fan base for these movies where they've been right, appreciated right. ironically or in a different capacity right. yeah. you know this is you, right there's no irony in this Go ahead. you gave a really good measure fascination with how uh, sorry I'm oh, just a morbid oh. fascination on its uh, on its on its um, failings, you know, like uh, like crazy scripts that are, don't make sense and weird cinematography. Like it's, I think that all of us are going to be picking films that are are made, uh, you know, professionally, <laughs> like without yeah. any kind of like uh, you know, yeah. kind of like cute hurt elements. You know, like they're right. not hurt films. I don't think we're going to be getting into anything like that. Right? No, 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 yeah. no not at all, Marcus. You had, you had a good measure for it, I, uh, Evan. That I tried to keep in mind. It was like this: would this movie play as a midnight, or it couldn't? It couldn't play as a midnight yeah, somewhere, right? Totally. So, yeah, I'd always keep Man. that in mind when you I was what? going through my list. <laughs> as we're talking right now, I might be changing one of my picks because it's too—it's brutal. I'm looking oh, at it right now. That's got to be your first so, one, actually. I'm excited. No, no, I think <laughs> I, I, I'm, I've got two strong ones, and then I'm a little like, what is my third one? And uh, we also just let's get started. But just we, we're going to have some yeah. honorable mentions. But um, I am yes. kind of uh, flying, going commando here in my third pick, my final pick, uh, because I just haven't quite settled on it. But like, boy, there's this one. I'm excited. Oh. <laughs> that it would be it would that it would be demented if there was a midnight movie yeah. for it. <laughs> like what well, so anyway that's like my I'm new not Sorry. yeah I mean let's do it let's start I, I would we're, say midnight we're surprising movie. each other we don't know our picks that's we gotta we gotta you know uh, mention that we don't know what everybody picked so yeah I a, have I have I have some ideas I have some theories on what you guys might be 
picking just from previous based on previous conversations. Sure. For the most part, <laughs> I don't know what you guys have brought to the table. Um, I also will say just on the on the midnight movie thing, one last little detail. Let's get let's get the show on the road already. Is yeah. um, I'm not confident like that all my picks. Some may play ironically. Oddly enough, ironically, yeah, yeah, as a midnight yeah. movie, but not as a sincere midnight movie. I don't know if that makes any sense. So we'll get into that, but let's get the show on the road. Okay. We're talking episode 61 of the show, one fucking hour on our guilty pleasure flicks. All right, Ooh, I'm going to start Ooh, that clock. Mama sweet baby. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Magnolia? You were going to give me that cherry pie, sweet mama baby. <laughs> Yeah, sweet mama baby. Sweet yeah. mama baby. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm sorry. All right, here we go. I'm going to start the clock, and as tradition on the show with one of these episodes, it's going to be Marcus that kicks us off. So, of course. Boom. All right, All right gonna, Marcus, go ahead. Boom. I want to come out uh, guns blaring. Uh, I'm just. I'm going to say it, and then we're going to, and then I'm going to explain. I guess. Okay. So uh, just breathe deeply. Just. Deep breath. I'm embarrassed already, but uh, I'm going to say oh, 2001's Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, okay. 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 I thought you said 2001 <laughs> okay. Space Odyssey. I was like, yeah, I, I know. I, like, what? Oh, it's been, right. Uh, no, I'm gonna, what I realized going through my list was like, I think I'm a Richard Curtis fan, <laughs> like okay. uh, closeted. Okay. I think uh, I had a hard time narrowing down which one to pick. I was like, I like Four Weddings and a Funeral, but that's a little too indie, you know? I like Love Actually. You know, we've talked about that before, you know, but that's kind of a Christmas movie, so it's excusable, you know. But I felt like there's no real reasonable defense for Bridget Jones's diary. I I feel like there'll be a lot of, (laughs) I mean, I I shouldn't like it. There's not, um, there's, uh, rom coms I felt like might feature a lot in this. So, you know, let's get one out of the way. But, um, uh, especially because we're all dudes or whatever. But, um, right, sure. So I, I like, I, I feel like, uh, uh yeah, I liked Renee Zellweger. She's pretty funny as before as a comedic actress. Uh, I'm a Hugh Grant stan, you know. Uh, and hey, you know Colin Firth, he's very charming in it too. So uh, you know what? I'll, I'll explain how it happened. Totally by surprise, but I'm just such an I'm just such an addict brain. You know, if I did something and uh, you know if I got up one morning and and uh, did something, I want to do the same thing the next morning. So one day for some reason, you know, I got up and decided to work out. You know, I'm a big I'm really in shape type person right i'm not but uh i, I so i decided say. to like lift weights or something and for some reason i watched bridget jones's diary this is like seven years ago why you're so, lifting weights <laughs> and, and i thought like i thought uh ever since then if i think like oh i should get up and like exercise this oh, morning which never happens yeah. it's in my brain thinking like get up and watch bridget jones's diary oh, and do some push-ups shit. you know <laughs> Oh my god! Are, are you Holy sure we want to? Are we going public with this one? <laughs> <laughs> just uh, internal wow. uh, for internal use. Um, wow, dude, that's yeah, hard. that's that's pretty hardcore, man. I'm yeah, that's uh, hardcore because it's not I even actually, love, actually. You know? Yeah, I actually have never no. seen it. I've actually never seen Bridget Jones's Diary. What's the what's the quick uh, elevator pitch? Yeah, so uh, you know she's she is she's lonely. Bridget Jones, she works for a, a book publishing company, a and she's too. she's lonely. It's it's an adaptation of uh, yes, it's an adaptation of it's sort of a spinoff of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Okay, okay. so we got that covered. Go on. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it's a comedy. Ooh. You know, it's got all kinds of uh, music cues like you know Eric Carmen, All by Myself. You know, all that kind of like comfort food, like music cues that land. 
throughout, just peppered throughout. Mm. And then so she she's sort of a um, she works at a publishing company and she's in a love triangle with Hugh Grant and Colin Firth. And at first you think Colin Firth is a bastard, but and you like Hugh Grant. But then it's a twist. Hugh Grant is the asshole, what? and Colin Firth is kind of the good guy. And you just see her embarrass herself a lot and look like a goof. So, yeah, well, what is it? There's a lot of embarrassment. Like, like, like her, her, like her dress goes flying up, and everyone sees her knickers on, you know, the Thames. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that's like half the movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, side note, I have seen it uh, more than once, right. and I and, and I do enjoy more it. than once. Okay, and, go on. Yeah, sure. Well, cable, it's like oh, it's on again. Cool. Okay. And the sequel, which is not nearly as good. <laughs> the so sequel? I've seen it. Okay. Um, there's two sequels. There's two sequels. So. <laughs> So uh, I'm with you, Marcus, right on. Um, it, uh, it is passably entertaining. I like 2000s, like Cool Britannia, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of like, you know what I mean? That period yeah, yeah. of, uh, yeah. what is that? Yeah. Like blur, all that kind of feel, that yeah. music scene. <laughs> sure, right. Sure. <laughs> like like where London is cool. And like, let's go out and get drinks. So I like the, I guess I like the surroundings. But for me, the cringe is like her cringe in the movie. Which is like, mm. oh my, uh, my pantyhose ripped, and everyone saw it on the webcam. You know, like that's like really a lot of this movie, Marcus. Right? Yeah, yep, well, yep, yep. But let me ask one more question. What, what, it, what is it? If you had to put your finger on it, that really makes it pleasurable. In a, in a guilty I think it's sort like what Tom says. It's like chasing a feeling. You know, like uh, it was. It's chasing that two thousand one English movie feeling mm-hmm. and it and it's temp it's tempered enough for america they put an american actress in it you know like they, sliding uh, doors they tweaked kinda? the formula a little bit yeah hey, i thought about that movie too yeah um yeah. actually yeah. <laughs> um uh but yeah no, i think i think it's just the feel overall feeling because there's nothing specifically like amazing about it but i think it's just chasing that like it's nostalgic on some level but it's nostalgia for a past that i didn't appreciate at the time <laughs> But yeah. now it's the good old days, and I want to go back there occasionally. You know? Got it. Okay, that's exactly how I feel about it too. Yeah, Tom, because I'll watch all those films. I guess that got that director, like Love, actually is 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 twi- twitching like a that was twenty years ago feel for me as much as anything. You're right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So well, that's a fantastic. On, good yeah, yeah. Preach, brother. Uh, that that's a good one. Um, yeah, I feel like it's like a support group feeling in this episode yeah. already so far. Right, um, right. So, um, all right, everybody, let's let's meet Tom Fitzgerald. Tom. Oh God. All right. Well, so uh, I haven't. I, just real quick, I have an irregular shaped one, and uh, it's a bit of a cheat in that sense. But just bear with me for a second. It is a TV series, not a feature, but okay. it dovetails into Marcus's pick. It is the sameish era, and it's the sameish kind of um, uh, uh, plot-driven concept. It's uh, Sex in the City, the television show. <laughs> All right, not the movies because that's too far for even me. Like the set, like 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 Liza Minnelli singing Beyonce. I can't even. Like that's <laughs> no. Like that's not what I want to do. But I do. I'll do the show I, now. People know me. For variety of reasons, people know that I've I've binge watched um, Sex in the City automatically, and actually, I'm gonna just I'm gonna back up what Marcus is saying. I watched Sex in the City for the 20 years ago feel, but also every time I visit New York, for some reason, I just have to put on Sex in the City. Can I co-sign that? Here. <laughs> yeah. So, can I? Can yeah. I? Can I just say that like yeah. it's very funny that you know you know when you come to visit New York. Sometimes, you know, you've stayed at Raimi's apartment, you know, she sublets it right. from time to time. Right. Her this HBO, her HBO Max account is, you know, part of that deal. 
And, uh, you know, we share the same account and sometimes, wow, we open it and, oh my God, 20 episodes of Sex and the City have been watched in the last uh, season three, just toast. Like Tom season, like, like, like binge season three. Yeah, his we, stay here. Th- there were there were times yeah. where we'd be yeah. like shit. Like we'd wake up the next day. Damn, he's already on season four. Shit, <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love that. No shame in my game, man. So um, no. So like like actually, Marcus brought up a good point that it is kind of like like pressing a little weird sweet spot nostalgia button mm-hmm. because well the thing is for me at the time I was like when I when it first appeared as a phenomenon both this and the Sopranos I was like uh, pass. You know, for different reasons for Sopranos, because it looked like very cringe the way it first premiered. It looked sure. like an Analyze This like yes. the TV show. Yeah. Sure, I was very yeah. wrong. You remember that? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sex in the City was the same thing where it's like, that is the last thing I am ever going to look at in Sex in <laughs> the City, you know, like in 1999, you know, when I was only like, you know, when I was still pretty young. I was like, I'm not doing this. But then my girlfriend, a little later in, in, the, in the 2010s, she got it from work. She worked at a tower video or something. And we just went crazy. And we would just, it was just wallpaper. It was just on all the time. <laughs> and I guess I'm trying to get to the point of what I like about it. Yes, the 20 years ago ness, the, 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 the New York City ness of it, the fake New York City ness of it. But also, it is a soap opera. So it's like, um, and it's very, uh, very, it's dumb. But it's not insultingly done. Mm-hmm. It's not King of Queens, but it's not no. smart. Like you don't have to think too much or pay attention too much. And it's quippy and zippy. And um, there's a lot of cringe. Cam- there's a lot of camp, I guess, to it. Like, look at those shoes and like, like <laughs> Apple teens, you know, and it's just like, and also I am a guy. And so like, it's, it's this like other planet of fascination. And what I mean is it's kind of, there's some layers to this. It's like, what? Uh, you know, like it's a show that women really responded to then. And like, what are women responding to? And it's like their fantasy, you know, it's like, like what's a guy fantasy thing. I can't even think right now. Like, you know, like a male fantasy wish fulfillment, you know, like, uh, like what I'm women a, want. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is like men have <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing where it's like, uh, like I'm a cowboy and like, look out partner. And like, I'm going to root and shoot and tooting on everybody. And like, this is like female wish fulfillment where it's like those shoes. And it's like, look at him. Like that man is like long pink and mean. And you know, like it's just like, um, and so I'm, I'm just staring at it. Like, uh, like, you know, like I'm from, um, from a tribe in the, in the Amazon, you know, and I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. what is this? You know, well, I, I, and I'm still like yeah. that. So I, well, that's pretty I, much I, it. I, I, I've always loved watching you talk, uh, sex in the city with Ramey I have or a lot to say or, yeah. or, or, or some of Ramey's friends, in fact, <laughs> and you've kind of been like, what's oh, yeah. the deal with Jimmy choose? Can we just talk oh, about, I'll get on what is up with those? Like so burger. Like, like, did she give burger enough of a chance? He's the yeah. boy. Oh, right. Cause it's not just about dating. It's about like fashion and stuff too. Yeah. Right. It's about <laughs> everything. Only. It's about everything. Everything. Aiden, do you do I, like behind this? Do you like, do you like behind the scenes stuff and like extras and like deleted scenes no, and like interviews and things like that? They, yeah, not really. It's really just, it's the show. It's that wallpaper thing where you just mm-hmm. put it on. Like I would put it on and it's like this, it's in the middle of like an episode and I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even notice that it rolled over to the next episode. Like I'm, I'm, on, I'm like on my phone or like re- looking something up. It's just happening. Yeah, like bike. Yeah. Have you ever listened to it while you're biking? I have the theme <laughs> on my iTunes and I have put it, I have put my shit on shuffle. And it's come up. So it's like I'm listening to like you know, um, you know like uh, 
you know, like Popple Vu or something like that, this long, beautiful track from like a Herzog <laughs> film. And then it's on shuffle. So it goes ding, 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 ding. And you know what? I just let it ride. It's, it's like a minute, like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my God. And any love for, um, and just like that, or how are we feeling? Oh Christ. You know, that's just such an ugly subject. Like, uh, like that is not a pleasure. And, uh, you know, and I'm not guilty in any way about that. Um, it's a crime and I could go into two hours on that one, how they treated, um, you know, uh, um, Miranda's uh, boyfriend, it was her husband. It was just so shameful right. and like, right, right. This Mr. whole B. thing is just a travesty. Yeah. And, and I don't even want to get into like how they're throwing Samantha under the bus. They are by, by, by muting her and making her like away. Like the actress is fired essentially, you know, and blackballed from the show, but they make her character like living in England or something. Living in London, by the way, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. One of the characters I, is kind of Bridget Jones. I, 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 the only thing I know about the show is that I like Kim Cattrall a lot. And I know she plays yeah. that type. Samantha. Like Samantha. She's that sort of older, rapacious type cougar type of thing. It's like a sure. Blanche from Golden Girls. Sure. Uh, it's like it's like a stock character, right? She's, Where it's great. like the. Uh, yeah. horny older lady like listen honey <laughs> the only way you're gonna get over a man is to get under a man yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. let's well, let's move on if, this if, is not an if, hour on second city if if if, <laughs> if uh well if i was about to say if anybody in the comments wants to hear tom do two fucking hours on and just like that the reboot of sex we're the setting city, up the patreon yes uh, that'll be yeah. what for what the patreon is for all right uh, beautiful Tom. I'm so glad we got into Sex in the City on the show. That's a I'm huge part of that. your yeah. DNA. It's a big so deal. Well <laughs> it is. Yeah. Big deal. All yeah. right. So mine. Um, all right. Here we go. Here's my first one. Um, oh boy. Oh, get ready. God, here we go. Okay. Uh. Okay. <laughs> so the star of this film <clears throat> is has been in the news. He's been on the news. In fact, he's been on CNN because he is the recent recipient of the Mark Twain Award. I don't know if you guys follow oh, this at all. No. <laughs> I missed that this year. Okay. But um, my first one is, uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm already feeling like do it. Just do it. Flush. Just do it. I'm Just feeling do it. flush. I ripped this Band-Aid off. <laughs> the Wedding Singer is oh! my first <laughs> guilty pledge. <laughs> Sandler bitch. Wow. Uh, I knew I knew he was going to make an appearance somewhere. He had to. He had to. And and look, and, and I know like a lot of like Coachella um, millennials would probably name check this in, a, in an instant, but I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know what it is about this movie, really. Like, I actually rewatched it in preparation for this movie or for this movie <laughs> wow. for this Hell one yeah. fucking hour. And, um, dude, I, I don't know what it is. It happened, it, it happened when I saw it in the theaters, it happened when I saw it a couple nights ago. I fucking cry. This movie makes me fucking cry, and I don't fucking know why. It's so cute, it's so adorable. And it's honestly like, it's not like, cry laughing, like cry emotionally, <laughs> like like tears, like like actual, just like. Ah! Hey, um, Billy wow. Idol gets it. Yeah, Billy Idol's in it. Hey, that's man, an that's inside joke. Right. Yeah, I know, right? yeah, yeah. All right, um, but man, like I don't know. It's 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 fucking cute, man. Let me and let me try to break it down. For me, I think it really is about, like, a lot of it's Drew Barrymore, right, for me. Like, you know, it, I mean, this is a rom-com, essentially. We knew rom-coms were going to be what's going to be on this thing here. Yeah. For me, it's like, yeah. I find that 
both the real personalities of uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler are shining through in this movie in like a real way. It's probably the first movie where Adam Sandler isn't like annoying and screaming like shaba dooby doo dooba daba shaba doo, you know. <laughs> and he's more like himself, like who he probably really is, you know. Yeah. And Drew is like so sweet in this movie. I think it was really like probably came at like the right sort of like coming to puberty moment for me or whenever like where okay. I was really starting like to form like a romantic side and I think this movie really just hit me at that right point and gotcha. she's super sweet in this movie I mean she is idealistic she's written that way you know from a male perspective but I think she is also real she's super real in this movie and um and yeah like obviously was a super crush you know for me and in this movie you just want to see them fucking together you want to see these two people come together you know she's with the asshole you know in this fucking movie and, a, and you know so Adam yeah and so is he and Adam is like this you know he's he's a, he's a likable guy with a big heart you know he's super sweet big heart guy and um and at that final moment man it gets me every time still in 2023 I can't explain it so am I embarrassed <laughs> hell yeah I'm embarrassed you know but like if you guys if you two were to walk in on me watching that shit, I'd be changing that channel faster than anything. Oh, n- really? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny you should say that. I I, I gotta say, just to yeah. follow up your Please. your your uh, confession, that it I'm actually a, a huge fan. Are you? And uh, oh. and I I've seen the film a million times. Thank and me you. and my friend, uh, you know, I work with Cut Chemist. We're old friends. We throw back lines all the time, like um, "best guitar player in the world." Yes, that's good. Yeah. Let's go some of the best guitar player in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. yeah, that's Steve Buscemi. No, because yeah, yeah. like, um, just to do, I'll, 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 I'll um, I'm gonna co-sign on everything you're saying because I am you. really a huge fan. I, I started watching it, um, uh, when it was on cable. Yeah, uh, and I just and I just was always like, oh, I'm watching this again. I guess it was on cable constantly for it was years yeah. in the late '90s. Yeah, yeah. So uh, everything you said, I agree with you. But also, like, there's some things where he gets some street cred. Like we were just saying, Steve Buscemi makes a very funny appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Smigel's in it, and he's very funny. So funny, and uh, and it's just very funny. And like, um, it is funny. But I think you're. Yeah. I think yeah, it's like actually a, a good comedy. And but his performance is pretty good. Like I remember. He he really showed himself for the first time. I I I kind of got Adam Sandler when there's this one line in the film when um uh one of the girls asks him after the breakup. You know they don't get married. Isn't his um fiance um uh, you know leaves him. Uh, she just goes, "How you doing?" And he goes like, "I don't know. I'm better, I guess." And like the way he said it was so offhand, and um it just felt it was so subtle and downplayed that I thought it was uh. I don't know. It was very nice. It felt very authentic. It and very is. True to life. It is. And, it is. It is surprisingly yeah. authentic, dude. That scene when they kiss each other for the first time when she's practicing on him, dude. Some cute yeah, shit. That's, great. that's all I'm gonna say. It's some cute shit. So I don't know. I still really like the movie. Maybe I'm not. As I've never seen now. it. I've okay. never what? seen it actually. I yeah. Wow. I only, really th- I only know good. two shit. things about it. I know that every kid in high school had the CD. You know, like soundtrack, <laughs> soundtrack. or whatever. Yeah. One of those soundtracks, like pulp, like pulp Fiction, like everybody had that oh, soundtrack, really? or like Reservoir Dogs, or um, so you're like everybody, you know, uh, Days to Confuse, <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone, it's right. just like that stack of. Who's Days the other, the other thing, the only thing I know is right. that there's an old lady in it who's like to the hip, hop to oh, the hip, dude, to the totally. hip, to the hip, to the hop. Yeah, like, like, oh, you know what? <laughs> this this old lady, 
it's going to appear twice in this. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's telling you something. Oh, no, that's, that's a, hint, a spoiler. That's, that's a hint to all you uh, train spotters out there. Wow. What I'm saying, um, yeah, no, she's great. She, she, here, she is the meatball. Okay, here, here's some of the charms about this film. Yeah, that's a good scene. And, and uh, it's like um, she, she makes meatballs as payment. Uh, for uh, Sandler's yeah. character to like teach teach her guitar or teach her uh, piano, piano lessons, yeah, yeah, right. Or and singing, so singing lessons. Yeah. Oh, he's okay. So she yeah. makes him meatballs, and she just puts two big meatballs <laughs> in the palms of his hand. Yeah. And it's just like it's it's it. There's no they don't cut to it. It's an insert shot. It's just sort of weirdly happening on the fringes. <laughs> it's it's good. great. It's for good. somebody who's right, never right, seen right, that movie, Kevin? it sounds like you're yes, just yes. making it up. No, it's no, great. no, no. <laughs> Everyone yeah, watching a lot this has seen it. John yeah. Lovitz is funny. It's fucking. It's, it's good. good. No, but it's also I like the story, and and she she kills it. Like she's, um, yeah. and like the can I, the yeah. dichotomy between um that terrible fiance who does ditch him yeah. and her. It's just like that is made. That is a movie made by a guy. Or no, guys, totally. You know, because like yeah, you know, no, but totally. No, but that's but fine. Whatever. You know, I think it's a guilty pleasure for me, mainly because I get so emotional during it. You know. Yeah. You know, wow. Okay. I mean, really, it's not just like. It's not just laughs for me. It's like it really hits me in like a romantic, sentimental area that I can't quite explain. Um, all right. So that's my nice. number one. Um, okay, I, Marcus. I back you up. Thank you. Hit me. Hit us with your number two, brother. Um, God, it's so hard to it's so hard to narrow down this list. Uh, I know. It's really hard. Okay. Well, let me throw one out. If it's not embarrassing enough, I got. I have a backup. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. So, um, preach, brother. So, 1996, Beautiful Girls, directed <laughs> by Ted Demi. <laughs> and okay. it's starring uh, uh, Matt Dillon, uh, Timothy Hutton, Rosie O'Donnell, Martha right. Plimpton, Natalie Portman, and Michael Rappaport. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's oh, a, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those movies that, like, I've never seen it either. You know, it's okay. Maybe it's too obscure. Then um, it's like uh, in, sort of an independent-ish feeling movie. It's like on the hot in the heels of like the indie '90s. You know, uh, it's Ted Demi. It's uh, Jonathan Demi's nephew directed this movie. So you can tell that whoever wrote it, it's like a, it's like his story of going back home. You know, but uh, so this guy, uh, he's a piano player, kind of an alcoholic type dude. He goes back home to his small town. Uh, it's like a snowy upstate town. And sees what all his old buddies from high school are up to, and there and there's all this sort of drama that's going on between this person's wife leaving them. This guy's cheating on her, like you know, just go check him back home. Mm-hmm. It's not like a comedy; it's like that that independent like drama thing, but that it's funny. It has funny parts to it, but there's some there's some unforgivably cringy stuff in it. Um, the reason I like it is because it. Uh, it's like a guy going back. I'm from Montana. It's like snowy. It's like going back for Christmas. I think I right. saw it and made some sort of connection there, right, you know. Right. Um, but it's like, uh, the, the, here's the, okay. So there's a couple unforgivable things. There's one. It's that he's got this like fixed. He's got this weird relationship with Natalie Portman. The guy's like in his like late 30s or something. Goes back and she's like a 12 year old neighbor, what? and she starts saying that she wants to marry him and stuff. And he's just sort of like treating her like, like a uh, like. Oh, that's a cute sister. or whatever, but it's a little weird, you know. It's hmm. it's like the the tone was just would not fly today. Okay. There's nothing weird. At the end, he just you know he's like he treats her with you know nice kindly because he can tell yeah. that she has a crush on him or whatever. But she's also super cute, so it's like you're a little bit like confused what the message is. You know what I mean? Um, but so he basically like 
uh, you know, lets her off easy and like doesn't nothing weird happens, but it's sort of a weird tone for today, you know. Is this a movie that you revisit, you know, frequently or or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it a bunch of times. I don't know why. I think I watched it at my sister's house, maybe, or like, you know, something happens where somebody doesn't have the same taste as me, like an old friend or something, will like force me to watch something. And then it becomes a staple. Like Fight Club is like that. And I almost mentioned it, but I felt like that could play as a midnight movie. No, um, I, but like, yeah, it has. I, I actually like Fight Club, but I hated it when it when it came out. Because I saw the I saw the billboard that was just the stupid carved soap, and I was like, I don't want to watch that stupid movie. But then, like years later, someone made me watch it, and I was like, I kind of got into it. So I mean, that, there's a double dose uh, of cringe. But uh, I think the beautiful girls, the other unforgivable part, Michael Rappaport has this like sort of, you know, the the line of the movie is like baked into the script. You know that part where someone in the movie mentions the line, like the the title, and it's like this long meandering. Ooh. monologue that he gives about there's like all these pinups on his wall he's this loser guy who can't keep a girlfriend and he's got all these models on his wall like el mcpherson and claudia schiffer or whatever okay. and he's like he's got this like monologue where he's going like look it's about the beautiful girls it's about the love of a beautiful girl and then with wait but he's got this sort of meaningless meandering speech in the middle of it it's delivered by michael rapaport but you like this movie uh, i'm confused yeah, wait, I'm getting confused. Are you, you I, like I'm this just saying that's an unforgivably cringe moment. Okay. You know what I mean? So you're like, afraid um, to and still I, admit that you like this movie. Well, no, I do like it. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I like, I do like it. It's a guilty pleasure, you know, but okay. I'm just saying, like, there's, there's that's reasons true. to not like it. You know I what I mean? It, I got it. I got it. It's got yeah, Rosie yeah. O'Donnell in it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, like, say uh, no more. Say, yeah. <laughs> riding in the bus. With just, my I wish I'd seen it. I, I don't have any, I don't have any insights. Yeah. Yeah. That was, well, was a risk I took, but I did bring up Fight Club, which is, uh, there you go. You know, yeah. I like, hey, I know Evan hates that one. I saw it in the theater when it came out. That's not true. I don't, good old time. That's not true. Oh, really? I, I thought you didn't like it. No, I don't hate it, but it's cringe. It's mega cringe. <laughs> Fight Club? <laughs> to me, yeah. 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 No, no, it's cringe. It was cringe yeah. uh, then. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. movie that has a, uh, the character talking to the uh, to the camera at one point, and yes. then the film starts burning. Yeah, like, calm down. The Dust yeah. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I rewatched that still, in anticipation. Yeah. yeah, I rewatched that one in anticipation, and it felt like... Uh, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of like the politics post 2016 are so different too that it feels different oh, watching it. Where snowflake yeah. like, comes from? They feel yeah. like proud boys or something. Oh, really? Is term, that where it comes? The word yeah. snowflake oh, yeah. uh, in modern vernacular comes from. There that. it goes. Yeah. A line from the book in the movie. Yeah. There you yeah. go. No, well, it's true. Right. The politics are so yeah. different. Uh, it's than they very were different. Years, you know? It's very it's very true. All right, so uh, for, a little double dose force. there from Mr. M. Interesting. I actually want to see it now. Uh, yeah. So I'm moving I on uh, with Tom's Tom's. Yeah, Tom's number two. Go ahead, Tom. All right. Okay. So uh, here we go. You want it. You love it. Patch Adams. <laughs> oh, that's oh. right. The P what? to the A. Patch Adams, 1998. Robin Cringe Williams. <laughs> oh. And uh, he's this is my this is a second Robin Williams appearance um, from, a, you know, a film of a certain kind of curiosity I have. Uh, the last one was um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Fisher King. That's but, right. Okay, so Patch Adams, right? <laughs> I'll just frame it slightly. It's um, unbelievable boomer sentimentality. Yes. Just maudlin. And it depicts uh, a, a true story of a real guy who was, uh, seems like he's actually a pretty cool person, um, like a baby boomer guy who had this different idea about caring for people. 
and saying that like their um, their well being is not just you know through uh, yeah medication and surgery, but through like having a laugh and he would like you know act like a clown in a you know a children's sick ward. The guy Patch Adams, right? But this um, this film is just horrifying. And uh, I read about the real Patch Adams and it diverts completely. And basically, it was just made up out of whole cloth. It's not really about the actual man in his life and his philosophy even it's just about um it's it's a one-two punch of boomer uh ultra cringe which is um yeah the maudlin sentimentality you know just like looking into the eyes of children and smiling and like uh, like like uh, like 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 understanding nods and um but then also hard sanctimonious um soapbox bullshit right like, if you if you, if you tell me right now that you don't want these kids to live, then you tell me to leave. Right, you know, it's just like, um, and he's wearing a clown nose the whole time. You know, I'm having trouble articulating. Well, but it's, it's, it's there's it's, something you like about it too, though. Yeah, absolutely. I've watched. It, well, it's a guilty pleasure. I have watched it countless times. Wow. Uh, I'll explain exactly what I like about it. I, 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 I've seen it countless times. I might watch it tonight again. Wow. Because it, I think wow. there's a theme going on here. It has, it, it, uh, I think, Evan, you, when you started the episode, uh, you really nailed it. Because I didn't even think that we were going to articulate things this way, but it is a warm blankie movie for me because <laughs> it's so narcotically baby boomer <laughs> sentimentality. Because it's, because everything by 1998 has shaved down. And become sort of submental, and there's no like irregular shapes or like sharp edges to it. Like, like it makes Forrest Gump seem like really daring and like Godard or something <laughs> right, like that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. But right. like in just four <laughs> short years, they've they've collapsed the boomer sentimentality of like like warm sunset light coming into a room, and you hear like the, the like Eric Clapton guitar like rising. <laughs> you know, like it's that kind of thing. So. It's 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 the ultimate. It's like a condensed diamond of baby boomer cringe, and it's it's the perfect first to last frame example of of all the boomer cringe. Like I was saying before, sanctimonious, and just and I know I'm repeating myself, but the, the maudlin sentimentality because the movie's not funny ever. Like he's no. supposed to be a funny person, but also just one <laughs> side note is and I'm I'm, I'm punching bagging uh, Robin Williams again. But it's that kind of thing that is almost unwatchable. It's car accident beheading unwatchable. It's the circumstance. <laughs> the circumstances is unbearable. Having to watch uh, like like uh, extras and actors around the lead character who's ad libbing and mugging, and they have to all fake laugh. And one of them is like, um, who's the guy? Uh, the overweight guy in Boogie Nights. He's really great. Hoffman uh, Seymour Hoffman. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm -hmm. Wilshire Hoffman is, is one of the side people who has to go like, oh, man, that Patch Adams. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, look at the red nose he's wearing now. And he's got that big clown feet. Oh, God. And like oh. everyone has to laugh. Oh. And it's fake. And it's 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 you feel like you're going crazy. That's what it was like in real life, probably being around him. Exactly. You know, that's what, like, that's what uh, I mean. Like on the set. Everyone has to go, well, listen, I, you know, you're supposed to laugh at Robin Williams being funny and the character Patch Adams being funny. So wow. I'm just going to keep doing this the whole time. He's like so desperate for your laugh and your attention that he's just uh, the character he's, and the man. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yes. Right. In real life, he's like, uh, you know, uh, just, OK, well, so I, I really got quickly yeah. like, like, right. well, the, well, just the last little things, the old lady, uh, rapper, 
uh, she's in the movie, yes, and right. and he's fulfilling her wish because he believes that like okay whatever she's dying from cancer, but she needs to have some fun, so he he puts her he 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 holds her and cradles her and drops her into an enormous like um overground uh, above ground pool filled with uh, chicken soup. I remember and that. that actress, and she's going, "Thank uh, you so much. This is so much fun. We're in chicken uh, soup." And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> okay, all right. That's that's it. Peace out. I got. I the got. Meatball I got, lady. Yeah, meatball the meatball lady. lady. I got a <clears throat> couple of things on that. I uh, want to respond to real quick. Yeah, hit me. Have you guys seen it? What I have, of course, I've. I think I probably saw it in the theater. A um, couple nice. things. If there was a one fucking hour bingo nice. card. Uh, definitely Tom mentioning the boomer generation would definitely be on that yeah, bingo it's a, card. It's a bit of a thing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, second is, oh my God, a midnight screening of Patch Adams. Um, and, uh, the third thing is, um, that, you know, I think one quality of the movie too, that's just very offensive and, and, and insane is just how condescending the movie is as well too, sure. to those who are, terminally ill i mean you know um famously maybe a, a potential moment for this episode is Ooh. the um the gene siskel review of patch adams on the siskel and ebert uh show uh, you know ebert friend of the show <clears throat> um yeah, yeah. when this movie was coming out this was literally months before Siskel passed away from cancer. And so he is very sickly on the program. He's not doing so well. He's got bags under his eyes. It's very sad yeah, to, watch. to watch. And normally he's the guy that you would think would be pretty chipper about, you know, something about something like this, you know, nice and safe and boomery, you know, but um, after all the chemo he's been through, probably after all of the yeah, treatment he's yeah. been through, he's not having it for one second. And he, he cuts a promo on this movie to use a wrestling term. He's basically just like, <laughs> okay. you know, this condescending piece of shit, you know, get this fucking thing wow. out of here. I mean, he goes to town on it, and it's a pretty wild yeah. clip because I've never seen Cisco like that before. So he did not stand for Patch Adams for one fucking second. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> because he's, cause he was on the front lines of, like, you know, right. being hospitalized and in real bad shape. Yes. Mm -hmm. The last that. thing you yeah. want is fucking Robin Williams of the clown. And, of course, face. can I just say that um, they, they mostly use, like, sick children. Yes. So it's even it's very it's very Jerry Lewis like the yeah. the emotional manipulation like there there are some adults who are in trouble and the old ladies in trouble, but it's 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 most it's ninety nine percent him like uh, wearing clown shoes at, at midnight, uh, making um yeah. like really little like seven year olds who are having like you know chemo hair and stuff and I think some of the kids in the film they might are patient yeah they might it's yeah, just it's pretty the whole it's pretty film sick. feels really gross I, I'm in still a little sense. I'm still a little confused on if it's this is something. You know that you are snuggling with the, you know, sleeping yeah, blanket. Yeah, absolutely. And well, no, I, okay. I, I, I hope I said it. I, I just my my one sentence encapsulation. It's 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 uh, it's like fentanyl level narcotic. Okay, like I got it. it's it's a warm place that's sub mental. Okay. Where like when I hear the strains of like Let It Rain, like this uh, Eric Clapton song, and they're having like unfun fun. <laughs> like decorating somebody's like uh, like dorm room. Okay. Oh, oh, there's so much. He's he's like 50 years old, Robin Williams, but he's playing this character like at 19, fresh going into medical school, and it's like, boy, this isn't working at all. It's like you know, um, cognitive diff dissonance, and um, oh, his girlfriend is murdered, which didn't really happen. Patch Adams, but how do they represent um, his girlfriend after his girlfriend being murdered? Patch walks to the edge of a cliff contemplate suicide but then patch 
is visited by a little butterfly Ooh. that rests on his fingertip. You know, it's that kind of thing. Okay, and I it's just, it. it's so much, this is all I'm going to say then, just to encapsulate it. It's that <clears> narcotic, <throat> but it's so extremely what it is that it's morbidly fascinating. I got it. Okay. And it's it's pure. It's okay. like pure, uncut, Do unstepped on boomer hell. Okay. That's Let me I'm ask saying. you this: do, yeah. do other Robin Williams movies like tap that, hit that button for you? Like, would no. Bicentennial Man do it for you? Or no, too it's long, just boring. Like Patch Adams is extreme. It's fucking wow. white knuckling. Like, I'm gonna have to watch that. Cringe. I'm gonna have to watch that again. Yeah, it's been, it's been. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, wow. Because it's because it has no purpose. Like, I think they even even think like, oh, this film might get an Academy Award. It's just like it's total product. Got it. Like it's pure <laughs> manipulation. It doesn't have any other higher goal. That's all. Oh my god! All right, yeah. I'm gonna be Here quick with this one because I, with my number two, I don't really have a ton to say about it. It's not something even worth going into very deep. But <laughs> I, I knew that you know our picks were gonna be, you know, we're, we're gonna have a lot of sentimentality and we're gonna have a lot of rom com and you know they were gonna have that t- t- you know pulling the heartstrings sort of things. So I wanted to go on the other end of the coin to find is there a guilty pleasure that I like that's an action movie, a thriller, but still one that I'd be like not so comfortable, you know, with you know if you guys had walked in the room. So, um, uh, I think uh, these types of films that we're talking about tonight, these guilty pleasure films. Um, they are movies, to me, the perfect place to watch these movies is in hotel rooms, okay? And for many reasons. And I travel a lot. Hey, I'm in a hotel room right now, so it's perfect uh, for this one. Ah. <laughs> so, you know, I travel a lot for work, so I'm in, you know, planes and, you know, and, and hotels. And it's really a safe space, you know, to watch these movies. You're alone, you know, you're on the road, you're away from the prying eye, you can just curl up and get it, you know, Tuck in with hey, something. No one's going nice to walk in on you. No one's going to walk in on you. So I have seen this movie a lot on television, in hotels, and on planes. And it's something I gravitate towards a lot. And it is of the action thriller ilk. And I'll just come out and say it. Here we go. Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Good Clooney, one. Soderbergh. Yes. I mean, good, embarrassing. Good movie to be embarrassed about. <laughs> yeah. Because... I don't know, man. I'm not co signing that one. Okay. <laughs> because uh, it was a challenge. But I, but... Look, I'm just going to keep it short. You know, this is a movie for me. Like, um, there is some nostalgia. You guys were talking about the early 2000s, and it's like there is some nostalgic side to me in terms of this is Holly everybody who's at the top of Hollywood yeah, in 2000 yeah. whatever this movie was 99 2000 mm-hmm. this is everybody at that time this is Brad Pitt this is George Clooney it's Julia Roberts you know it's everybody Queen Latifah yeah <laughs> was she in it oh yeah uh, mm. <laughs> probably <laughs> I don't know maybe I can't even that's like a Mandela effect thing um so anyway like <laughs> yeah. um but anyway like it's everybody at the top of their game and you know obviously it's cringy it's got this you know 2000 you know 2000s doing the 70s the hip stylization thing is super cringe you know with the you know the glasses like you know Elliot Gould's got and the lapels everybody's wearing oh, and stuff God. it's but, yeah it's post Tarantino like cool Kind of, but it's not like right? it's not like Guy Ritchie well, cringe or like Smoking Aces, you know. Like no, that's at cool. least yeah. at least it has like Soderbergh sheen, and I just find that I get lost in the process 
of you know these guys trying to like I like heist movies I like classic heist movies yeah, yeah, you I know f- and and I and I think this this movie does do a good popcorn version of just putting together a heist plot it's showing you the in, the inner workings of what they're doing but it doesn't spoil everything so when they do pull off the heist you don't know how the fuck they did it and you have to backtrack and and Casey Affleck mm-hmm. it's got a lot of people at their most um, <laughs> handsome it's got the most them everybody at their most handsome right. and on top of their game at the top of Hollywood. <laughs> And right. here we go. And I don't know. And I can kind of lose myself and be like macho, you know, dickhead and watch this movie and, and really get into it every single time. I don't know. It always kind of well, gets me. it's the male fulfillment thing like I was saying about sex. I was trying to think of something. That's what it is. That's what and, it is. And it is like 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 I'm in the room with the coolest fucking martini drinking like yes. uh, poker chip <laughs> yes. dropping motherfuckers in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Cool. Okay. And okay. Good, actually, good thing. That, that's yeah. it. You know, what, always, what always weirded me out about that, I haven't seen it again, but what weirded me out about what? it was that they made a remake of a film, of an old movie, and then started doing sequels of it. That just always Ocean's felt 12. wrong to me. No, Ocean's no, no. 13. Not just that. <laughs> the sequels, titles. Yeah. it's It just feels like like it's just screaming stupidity. Like, yeah, it is. Ocean's <laughs> 11 2. No, Ocean's Twelve. Yeah, yeah. and the sequels <laughs> are bad. The number to the existing film's number. The sequels okay, are very gone. bad, and they're not as. I've seen everything. twelve more than eleven. Really? That's crazy. yeah. I don't, well, oh, you know what? Sorry, I've seen twelve a lot because um, I, I I used to tour more years ago, and um, uh, it was a very tour bus title. See, Ocean's Twelve was always like if no one could pick a film, they just like ah, it's throwing Ocean's Twelve. That's what I'm saying, man. It's so like these are no, good on the hotel. road. You got to be on the road for this shit, boys. Yeah, good call. All right. Okay, all right, Marcus, hit us with your Damn. number three. Oh shit. Okay. Oh man, I want to I want to cheat and stick more in. We should do like a lightning round at the end. Or we're going to do honorable mentions. Think, yeah. We, yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Give us a big fat juicy one. Okay, this one's really bad, um, and I I don't. This is tough. Okay, because and if this doesn't count, I'll I'll throw out another one. But two thousand again, two thousand one. I don't know. I have no idea. I bring this okay. movie up all the time. You know, I was going to mention it. I hate it. I love it. I don't. No, I don't love it. But I am interested in it for some reason. Vanilla Sky. <laughs> it's so. I okay. I don't know if it mm. quite counts as irony or sick fascination. Yeah, could be yeah. a part of it. I've mm. seen it a lot though. It doesn't make me feel emotional, but I just there's some sort of it brings some feel feeling up. So it's it's you know Cameron Crow, uh, who definitely punches some button in my brain. You know, um, almost famous. I almost that brought that been movie one. up. I used I was yeah. I was hoping someone was gonna pick that. Yeah, but go on. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely up there. Except for it's a rock and roll movie, so it's kind of excusable. You know, this movie is like it tries to be a rock and roll movie, but it's super cringe. Like he's a He's got a he's got a smashed Jimi Hendrix guitar like mounted on his wall, you know? <laughs> like uh, like the monkeys' uh, porpoise song. Yeah, it's got like uh, yeah, lots okay. of that that band spiritualized or like Sigur Ross doing the soundtrack. You know, um, it's got uh, so it's it's Tom Cruise and he um, he plays a super wealthy guy who gets into a car accident and then um, has some sort of, there's some miracle cure that gets offered and his his face gets fixed and everything, his life goes back to normal or everything's good. He gets the girl, Penelope Cruz, and then weird stuff starts to happen and it turns out that, oh, 
it's all a dream. You know, he's like, he's like, um, he's uh, in some sort of like futuristic cryogenic state where he's like dreaming, you know? And I think that might be the part that is interesting to me is that like, I I like dreaming. I love my dreams. I I dream like their movies, you know, and I get lost in them sometimes. I write them down afterwards. And I think that this movie almost play it's a remake but it almost plays like cameron crowe had a dream and wrote it all down you know and i think that that aspect of it is kind of interesting hmm. but it's so over the top and it, he tries to make it cool in all these really lame ways yeah. and the, the original movie Aubrey los ojos which i did see um maybe even before this one was like a spanish or chilean or something uh sci-fi movie that's the exact same plot penelope spheris might be in that one too. I think sure. Penelope Cruz. Cruz. Penelope I think. Yeah. She's amazing in it. <laughs> um, uh, Penelope Cruz, I think, is in both. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something. It's like Cruz is. Uh, Tom Cruise is over the top. Uh, Jason Lee, I know uh, oh, Evan's favorite actor, is in it. Um, yeah. And he's being. He is the nice. same character from Mallrats, pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's, uh, I don't know. I think that, that, I think it's just the try hardness of it really is yeah. grating. You know, there's on, like on a multi million dollar level of try mm-hmm. hard. It's trying like, to stick in like Bob Dylan album covers and, you know, I got to like, watch uh, this again. It's I got to watch this again. Yeah. It's very indulgent. It's long as fuck. Off major success. <laughs> just like, you know, like it's one of those, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of one of his, um, magnolias you know he's had a few mm-hmm. but like it's that thing where um <laughs> right you know, he's like he was uh king should have fucked mountain for a while you know like right jerry mm-hmm. Maguire, and then yeah. and then you know uh um the rock and roll one whatever uh was a, almost was a beloved hit too did well and then he was like well you know if you like that guys look what's coming next and he decided yeah. to just take some chances yeah obtuse and he definitely yeah. face planted you know yeah yeah. yeah. So All I, right. I, I complain about it a lot. I've seen it a lot, though. And if for some reason I go back there, I have no idea why. You know, it's okay. not like I, it's not really like this is so bad. I'm loving it or whatever. It's because it's right, not right. even, it's not that bad or that good. Yeah. I think yeah. The, the warm blanket comfort food is, is like a really, for all of us, like a surprisingly sort of a, a through line. It's so, more complicated, mm-hmm. too, maybe than what we initially yeah. thought. Um, all right, I mm-hmm. think we got to pick up the pace a little bit if we want to get uh, everything yeah. okay. in. So, oh, Tom, right. just be mindful. Okay, no, it's not you. Okay. It's, it's, it's all of us. We've been indulging. No, no, no. Yeah, Tom? No, totally. yeah it's true. Number okay, three. so, so um, all right. I have to change my – well, I'm not changing. I'm, I'm, I am I'm was floating with a few titles. Audible. And uh, I wasn't on my third one, and I didn't land on anything. So I'm <laughs> improving right now, and it's based on what I've been saying and what you guys have been saying. And I don't want to – frankly, I don't want to repeat myself with another boomer uh, oriented thing so that's why i'm kind of like going dit, 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 and, and tossing out a few but we could circle back and and do a a, a recap of uh, you know uh, honorable mentions so i'll pick one that actually i'm being honest like uh, i do enjoy it i've watched it many times and it's embarrassing it's um uh, limp biscuits fred durst uh directed <laughs> the fanatic <laughs> yeah i had a yeah. feeling nice. this was gonna come up nice yeah. i should have predicted that yeah. Fuck. nice what I should have predicted that. Should have predicted, predicted yeah. that. It's yeah. the fanatic. Okay, so let me explain. So it's 2019. It's the wild, heady days of 2019, and uh, for some reason, I'm listening to Limp Biscuit all summer, like a lot. Like <laughs> what? And, and, and I, I, and that's by the way, that's a no shame in my game, guilty pleasure in music. Um, wow. I like Limp Biscuit. Wow. Yeah. Like, okay. Unironically, I know, and you're not supposed to for like seven, like for every reason. <laughs> like if you like metal, like no, and then if you like 
good rock and roll no and just everything good taste no 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 like their, their latest album's called still sucks limp biscuit still sucks <laughs> they hate themselves and i'm like so anyway so i like limp biscuit it's just i just do so um so then the year's ending and it's like i'm keeping up on fred durst news on youtube and like you know watching him you know get asked questions in a parking lot and stuff and i'm like uh he's like yeah yeah it's coming out a uh, fanatic and i'm like what his second film i never saw his first film yeah. It's like, it's, and then I look it up and I'm like, oh my God, it's John fucking Travolta. And he's got this like really like um, aggressively, intentionally like cringe, like loser haircut. Crazy. Where it's like, you know, like uh, the sides are like, um, yeah. like getting like shaved here. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm going to ramble here, but I don't like the third <laughs> act so much because he's, it's when he's kidnapping the, um, the, uh, the movie star that he's obsessed with. That's okay. That's like, sort yeah, of a it goes a little far. Kind of yeah. 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 But also it gets, it's, it's very predictable. But what I'm saying is the world building of the fanatic really gets me because, and also number one, I had just gotten this new job and my, the office was on Hollywood Boulevard and it was literally across the street from where a lot <laughs> yeah, of the film happens. Right, so right. I'm, I'm just getting hired. <laughs> and I'm just watching my works like the window where I work is like in the background of him and just to give you one example so this guy uh, is, is a big fan of movies and he waits autograph in line hound, right kind of like a he's an art oh absolutely and he's an autograph yeah. hound and he's the, he's like staring and waiting nervously like um for the you know the person in front of him chatting with the movie star and he's like yeah, yeah hurry up hurry up and it's like this one I got this um this is the, the 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 belt buckle that you wore in the in the second episode of Light Star three you know or whatever you know like all this minutia. yeah all generic like he's, gray label he's one of those guys yeah. yeah. But what I really love is that he, they, it's so it's very stupid, and Fred is a real, you know, pretty dumb kind of, uh, but he's like a fun dumb. And for some reason, he gives this guy a job as a street performer, you know, like Superman dressed up on Hollywood Boulevard for publicity photos. He makes him, um, like, he, he makes the, the character, like, he, he decides, I'm going to be a, a British cop, a Bobby and walk around with this absolutely yeah. abysmal hello it's john paul and ringo i'm a copper you're under arrest and it's like of course he's not popular <laughs> because crazy. you know like kids are taking pictures of spider-man and it's just like it's the, the the stupidity is on such incredible levels and um but also just i'm gonna say that i do love it because it's hollywood it's um it is kind of like tapping into some real shit. i'm sure fred has some real experience with like scary fans and stuff so it does tap Ooh. into he is an archetype and he actually uh, i'll defend travolta he does a pretty good job of that archetype who is truly a frightening he's, he's part of that tradition of like the frightening you know fanboy also it's the better film of the one-two punch of uh the the late 2000 uh 2010s uh travolta it's better than Gotti. But I, but as a side note, I also love Gotti. So it's for me, it's yeah, fanatic Gotti. Yeah, Gotti's a good or one. Like, like, but he's I, also I, like, I mean, we I should say, I mean, he's playing yeah, somebody just, with, you know, some uh, mental disabilities. He's he's yes. special he's, touched. He's, he's playing know. on the spectrum stuff. And, and guess right. what? It's uh, very insensitively portrayed. Yes. And it's used yes. to make him a monster uh, yes. in a horror it's, story. So right. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty pretty wild. Sick flick. shit. It is yeah. sick but shit. I, um, yeah, but I'm a fan. No shame. I love. I haven't it. seen and, that one either. Oh man, you, film festival tonight, that. Marcus, for you. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen uh, Beautiful Girls. Beautiful yeah, Girls and Fanatic. Yeah. yeah, you know, good double bill. Pizza. 
Yeah, exactly. My little quick favorite Fred Durst uh, little uh, anecdote based on that film, I think is when Fanatic was coming out, I saw like a Rotten Tomatoes on the street interview, like one of those things you're talking about. And somebody came up to him on like a red carpet or whatever and was like, what are the movies that really inspire you, Fred Durst? Like, what are the movies you really like? And he's like, um, um, my favorite movie is uh, The Bicycle Thief. <laughs> really? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He's a shamelessly yeah. dumb meathead guy yeah. who's trying to, like, for some reason, become a director. An auteur. And yeah. something's happening. It's not yeah. good, but yeah. something winds up happening when Fred Durst gets behind yeah. the camera. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it. it's just weird. I got to see his first film. Oh, but, man. Uh, anyway, That's so I don't want to take too much more time. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my mind quick and dirty here. Um, so you, Marcus, mentioned you know it's it's a it's a rock you know like you know you, you didn't want to pick a rock movie because ah uh, you know maybe there's something to like there with this and um, uh, all right so I <laughs> I disqualified a lot of my GPs uh, from when I was a kid you know because you're a kid and you don't you don't know what's right yeah. and wrong when you're a kid you know Same. but I thought I thought that yeah. this that this we forgot to mention at the top of the show but it's true. This movie, though, I saw when I was, I think, fifteen. So I think that's the line when you're you're an, you're almost an adult. You should know better. Um, so when I was fifteen, I was getting way into guitar. I was learning all the Zeppelin tracks. I was learning all the Ozzy tracks, yeah. and Metallica songs. You know, I worked at a grocery store for an entire year to save up money to, to buy my first Les Paul Standard. Like that's where I was wow. at. I was yeah. on the internet. I was I was going on all the forums looking up all the guitar tabs and you know i i like was friends with people who were tabbers you know and i also like was looking you know for the new metal news you know all the new metal updates on the message boards and i saw a posting that there was going to be a movie featuring a performance by zach wild okay and my brain exploded (laughs) because zach wild was my guy man you know when i was 15 and the fact he's on the cover of every guitar pussy magazine from that era totally Totally. i was i was totally i was all about that pussy and uh so um so so i'm seeing the fact that he's gonna be in a movie holy shit i and it was called metal gods okay was the name of this movie i'm gonna be the first person in line for that fucking movie when it opens okay but it didn't come out as as metal gods it got retitled Hmm. rock star everybody look out rock star is my third pick starring mark Wahlberg, zach wilde and the worst miscasting of all time jennifer aniston and um, I'm just gonna say this real quick. I mean, dude, I when I I, I was I couldn't have been more excited to see this movie than any other fucking movie on the planet when it came out because it was, wow. it was. I mean, dude, I mean, you didn't see like in the early 2000s people really psyched about like 80s metal, you know, because yeah. we were entering yeah. Fred Durst land by that point. So I was really excited that this was gonna be a movie for me, and I I remember I watched it and was super excited. Yeah, Judas Priest. And the fact that it was also supposed to be based on Judas Priest, you know, Rob Halford came out of the closet at one point, left the band, and then they got the guy who was the tribute singer, or a guy who was in a tribute band for Judas Priest, mm-hmm. became the singer of Judas Priest, and that was what the story was to be, to be about. And Judas Priest actually signed on for a brief period of time, but left the project due to creative differences, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But man, this movie is so fucking weird, and you guys should go back and watch it in 2023, because I did. Oh, I've also, seen it. In preparation for this show, and it's yeah. one of the most like wrong fucking 
insane yeah. fucking movies, it's man. It's insanely wrong. It's insanely wrong. <laughs> the sexuality is insane Steel in this Panther? movie. Ste- or Steel Dragon or whatever right? the fuck it's called. I think it's Steel whatever Dragon. It's yeah. yeah. And dude, there's like this orgy scene where like everybody wakes up from like one crazy oh, orgy they had the night right. before and it's just like not <laughs> cool at all. And I think they're trying to Lots do of like bad this. wigs. Oh, terrible wigs. They're trying to do like this cash mm. in on Boogie Nights, I think, with Mark Wahlberg. But there's that's there's how, getting it. Can I just. Yeah. If yeah. I can just insert. Um, I was excited in my own way about um, uh, Rockstar because. Yeah. We were obsessed with Boogie Nights. For some reason, right. everybody I knew at that time and people I would meet people at parties and be like, oh, Boogie Nights. And like we're all like um, anything that's anything that could be a little like Boogie Nights, including Magnolia. And we were all disappointed, and and then uh, this one was another one where it's like, hey, 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 it's it's you know Dirk Diggler's next movie basically, and it was like, oh, never mind. It's you know? cosmically bad, and the it is screenwriters have no concept of the world that they are trying to document here. The filmmakers don't, so it's getting everything wrong, which is so funny. But I mean, th- there's a part of me that does love watching the shit out of this movie right, uh, right. because it is wrong, but still, like, I can kind of get into the music. I'm like, there's Zach Wilde, you know, and there's the fucking this and the that, you know, and I know, like, this is the Judas Priest song this is supposed to be, and, you know, so I can kind of get into it a little bit. Right. Like, I, I, I was <laughs> the target demo for this movie, and I should right. say that I was, this is a very small demo because this movie is a colossal fucking bomb. It lost millions and millions <laughs> of that. dollars. Of course. It was the wrong time for this, you know. Um, so anyway, rock star motherfuckers is my number three. Nice. That's yeah, a really so, good one. Yeah. So yeah. I, I that still was, love that's, it. That's, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Totally, I and I um, enjoy it too. Like on its own, cr- like non-metal guy. Like yeah. it is a fun cringe watch. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a movie made by a studio. It has that yeah. feel. Right. Like, it's there's corporate. There's no like voice. Right. Yes. It a hundred percent. It's such a weird watch to watch it now. There's nothing yeah. like it will ever be made again. Um. All right. Yes. Well, maybe that's not true. I don't know. All right. Let's rapid fire some of these. Um. I just want to. You know. I, fuck I'll just kick it off because I'm ready to go I just got yeah, go you know on. you guys know me I fucking I talk about my love of mall rats on the show all the time but I do right. love chasing Amy I don't even know if that's a guilty pleasure <laughs> but I do it's a fucking time capsule of the 90s um, and uh, I just wanted to say to maybe I could throw it to you Tom real quick Festival Fever yeah. do you want to hit that real quick because I think that's a key oh, component yeah uh, you know, at, at different points, uh, Evan and I have gone to a lot of uh, you know contemporary film festivals, and there's this term that we you'd you'd start hearing, and you and it and you'd start understanding natively like what that the definition of this is, which is uh, festival fever, and 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 it's simply stated, it's just like if you go to like the premiere of like I don't know Whiplash, for instance, and uh, there's thunderous standing ovation applause. Uh, you know, after the movie plays and Robert Redford introduces it, you know, like you're standing too and you're like, oh, fucking whiplash. Hell yeah. Like you just <laughs> you get swept up in everything. Right. So right. I got swept up in La La Land fever. And that's a whole complicated story. <laughs> it involves two festival viewings on my part of La La Land and God. liking it. Uh, getting embarrassed, getting some shit, getting some like, are you into like Trump? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and then and now I'm, I've, I've, I've calmed all down. And I don't like it that much. I like a few little elements of the film, but but you were in it. I, 
Yeah, it's very it's very um, contingent, uh, and it's festival fever, like I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna hit my Not festival before. fever real quick, and then Marcus take us home. Uh, mine is I'll be very brief. I was at the Sundance Film Festival, and a big part of festival fever too is when you've seen like ten terrible movies in a row. Yes, you know, like I did, and I saw like the worst shit of all time. I'm walking out of like movies left and right. You're suffocating, and this film is oxygen. Exactly, exactly. And so I sat down and I watched this movie. I, you might have been there. I can't even remember if you were there or not for this one. And I was dying. I needed the air really bad. And the sentimental movie came on the screen and I fucking watched it and I was bawling my eyes out like fucking Wedding Singer. Get ready, guys. It's cringe. The Spectacular Now. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And That's I got a lot FF, to say. Man. I got us a lot to say about that because I don't think it holds up at all to me, and it's like yeah, I watched the a couple worst years ago. written fil- that, yeah. female character of all time. But I was swept into the authenticity of it and the festival fever oxygen of it at the time. So that's one I'm going to admit publicly. Okay, Marcus, take us Damn. home. Well, do, do we have enough? Do you guys have enough to where we could each do, do a round robin where we just rattle off titles like one, two, three? I said mine. You have a minute. I said mine. You, have you, a minute. Oh, you did yours already. I go got ahead. so many. So. Go, please go. go take <laughs> us home. Brides, uh, bridesmaids. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's really Let's funny. Let's do titles. Go. Okay. Uh, something About Mary. Sure. The, uh, uh, Maybe uh, not, Young Guns, 1988. Ooh, wow. Nice one. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, Kicking and Screaming, the Noah Baumbach movie from 1995. Oh, I like wow. that, though. Okay. I don't know. It's pretty flawed, but yeah. Uh, okay. Amelie. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dude. You should have led nice. with that. If you like that, <laughs> you should have led with that. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Wow. Uh, I, I did. I did uh, all nine seasons of Dexter. Wow. Yeah, you're a Dexter. It's head. 90, 96 episodes. I, no, I hate it, but I did. I watched it all. Um, okay, that's that's it just ha- just one of those things that happens. A glue, you know, addicted type thing. I got um, one. Seconds. I got one. Yeah, you go. guys are gonna hate me. You're gonna hate me. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll save it for episode two. American History X. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To be continued. <laughs> 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 All right, that was everybody. Really fun. And oh. obviously, we are going to follow this thing up with the, the squeak wall. You know? Yes. We have <laughs> this to. This is too fun. This is yes. too fun. Yeah. I left exactly. a lot on the table. Yes. Oh, me too. Even though I just, even though I shouted out like six at the end, I still got. Oh, we, can, we can revisit. Well, you're, well you're going to lead. You're going to lead with Amelie on episode two. I'm going to tell you yeah, that. Yeah, right you right. are. And I got a big one. I didn't even. Um, just one hiding in plain sight, Marcus. Well, keep uh, no it. hint, but it's mm. one that we've actually we've talked I'm about. An idiot, we've already covered it on the show. But anyway, well, so um, <laughs> a new context. We'll have a new context. For it. Okay. So, okay. Like, all oh, right, yeah, we have films, right? Movies. All right, uh, we gotta we gotta get back to movies because we gotta talk about next week. We got a very right, interesting yeah, next episode. Some breaking guys. news. Yeah. Yeah, this is a real big topic, so we should talk about what we're doing next week. Yeah, yeah. So we can get out of here. And I get to bed, but um, I mean, Tom, I feel like this kind of this kind of was something that hit your radar first. So I feel like we should tell the good people what we're doing for episode sixty-two. Take it away. Well, you know, we love these like like the the these um, you know lost films, the fables of films that maybe no one will ever see, and there's like a single frame of the film, and it's like gone forever, and it's a legal hell. You know, it's kind of a grisly two kind of level world of films, and Mm -hmm. uh, one did just pop up. Uh, which surprised a lot of people, especially me. Uh, and um, we did get our greedy little hands on, um, you know, a video file in, uh, you know, the dark web. We finally got our hands on it because uh, I guess some court litigation held this movie up for like 
uh, God, like two decades, you know, and um, it's crazy. It, yeah, imagine it's like uh, they. Um, I don't know who, but a bunch of guys who are probably pretty shady, Israeli financiers, uh, who I think one of them got in trouble for money laundering uh, subsequently, might still be in jail. But they financed um, what they were hoping was a, a reboot of the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise. And, and I don't think they cleared all the rights to it. And uh, But they did a one great thing, uh, you know, um, which was the casting. And they figured out that who would be perfect for Freddy Krueger but Michael Berryman. Michael That's Berryman so of, uh, crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, we didn't hit you to this, It's Marcus? kind of like... Oh. No, you guys didn't. You guys didn't tell me about this. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So well, it's it, it just it, it was you know long rumored and uh, you know fabled a lost movie, but it has surfaced. We have a decent quality copy. We're looking at, and uh, yeah, Michael Berryman in the 2002 Israeli funded reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. That sounds and nuts. We'll, we'll talk up and down about it. You know? Yeah. So we and, got a little. Uh, yeah, we we got a little advanced link uh, that we were able to see. It's 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 unfinished. So it's kind of like yeah, right. co cobbled together. You know, I think maybe the movie didn't get even finished and they had to cease and desist or something I heard or whatever. Yeah. But it's basically an unfinished thing. But it's Michael Berryman in the early 2000s doing Freddy Krueger, which is so insane. Cool. And the movie is insane. The way it looks is insane. And right. the, the, the choices they Makeup made are job. so yeah. weird. Very weird. But we're going to get yeah. into it. So uh, one fucking hour on the awesome. Nightmare on Elm Street reboot that was not to, to be. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that'll be episode 62. Yeah. yeah. 62. A lost film has been found. Yeah. So, very yeah. excited. So let's tune in yeah. for that next week. But yeah. this was really fun this week, guys. Um, uh, I learned a lot about uh, each other and ourselves. It was. Uh, I think we're closer. Really? I think we're closer. Very now. cool. You know what? I, you know what? Let's do this. <laughs> I lost again. all respect for you guys. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm <laughs> reading between the lines. No, but we should have. Um, we should have this next one should have some guest energy because like um definitely, definitely. i'd love to hear what other people have to say you know what i mean definitely. I, think, yes. I think we should ride the guilty pleasures train you know all, all the way to the station because yeah uh, you know it's it's just a it's a cool way to like talk movies with people i think you know i yeah. I, I enjoyed it yeah awesome yeah and uh yeah absolutely i'm sure we'll have some of our regular guests on i'm sure they have tons of great guilty pleasures like what's lars's guilty pleasures like i want to figure right. out right exactly um so maybe we'll do that <laughs> yeah um, all right. Well, uh, that's it for uh, the show. That was one yep. fucking hour on our guilty pleasures. Of course, that was a lot of fun. GP. Um, GPs, baby. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. We're closing in on 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Get us cool. to that goal because we're going to, and I promise you, once we do, we're going to unlock something very special. And I don't even know if I've told you, you guys this yet, but I'm thinking for our, once we pass 1,000 subscribers, let's do a live fucking stream. Let's do a one fucking hour live episode wow. to celebrate 1,000 subscribers on sure. YouTube. Hell We're yeah. getting close. So if you haven't subscribed, hit that button right sure. now. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, or if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever Apple Podcasts, head over right now, boom, to YouTube, subscribe uh, over here. That would be a big help. That's the best way reach that to goal, support yeah. the show. All right. So, uh, but we can't let you go, everybody, uh, without your moment of zen so all right everybody enjoy that enjoy the rest of your week your weekend and we will see you next week for one fucking hour on i guess nightmare on elm street israeli financed 2002 whatever it was let's, let's get a roll Can't on michael berryman wait. i know it's gonna be exciting go. i can't wait to hear the real story <laughs> behind this all right guys take care bye
Hey, Aaron. Chocolate mousse. I can't talk too long. I gotta poo. Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. Wicked, man.